Many are the sorrows carried deep within the hearts that have yet come to know God. Why is it we allow ourselves to reject the truth, shut down honest communication within ourself about ourself? We ignore our true reality. We don't want to face who we are, do we? For some, this can be too ugly, too painful. Something as easy as a good confession. Go and show your face to a Catholic priest and confess who and what we are. God makes it so easy for us and we make it so complicated. Refusing to receive grace and healing and choosing to carry excess baggage that becomes quite heavy the longer it stays with us. Our sins have a certain power over us. Our sins cause us to get sick. Sin causes emotional stress, depression, and mental illness. Sin in and of itself is an abuse of relationship. Sin hurts the sinner even more so than the other person. It sets us back from living, truly living, a life God himself wants for us. He cares very deeply for everyone. He wants your life to be a life filled with goodness. His intentions for us are great yet we make the mistake of living life without him. And we go through life with a deep hole in our heart and only God himself can fill it. Your life came from God, your life belongs to God, and when you abandon God completely, you change the course of your life that he blessed you with. How do, does one go from choosing to deny Christ and cursing Christ at the same time? Some never truly understood the gift of life, the gift of faith. Everything, ever, every, even knowledge given to us comes from God. When we think and believe we are a God or are above God, we are sadly mistaken. We are lied to by the deceiver himself, and if we follow him, our journey will be a very dark, so dark, we won't know right from wrong anymore. Sin does that to a person they can no longer see the truth and their eyes are completely covered with blinders and they roam in the dark and don't even realize how far they have fallen prey to the evil one. The devil himself was the most beautiful of all angels 
He works, though, in the dark, hiding the truth, acting proud. He's a deceiver of lies. His false promises are not worth destroying your soul for all eternity. Your soul is worth more than a devil's whisper. Your soul is worthy of eternal life. Do not sell yourself short and fall for deception of any kind. You are worth more to God in every way, shape, and form, the way he made you before you began to sin. Sin cuts us off from our loved ones. It definitely takes us far away from our faith, our family, and friends who were once so important to us. The detour in direction separates us from the truth. What exactly are we doing when we find ourselves running away from everyone and everything? Can it be that everyone and everything I am running away from isn't the problem and just maybe it is me? Sometimes we have to lose ourselves in order to find ourselves, but we will never find ourselves completely without God. Blessed Fulton Sheen wrote a book back in the 1940s titled Peace of Soul. And within chapter 6, titled The Examination of Conscience, a spiritual exercise, modern materialist kicked out of the front door, stating there is no sin, stating that conscience is only our recognition of social convictions and taboos, and each man is the sole determinant of what is right and wrong for him. What materialists threw out the front door, some psychologists now sneak in through the back door under a new name, examination of conscience. But with this difference, that with this there is no God, there is no moral law, there is no final judgment, it's all a lie. Psychiatry is a science that treats mental ills. And the reason why I'm sharing this story with you is because mental disease can actually come from sin, not confessing the sin, not being released of the sin, holding the sin inside of yourself. It can break you down. Psychiatric, um, psychiatry is a science that treats mental ills. It may be practiced by doctors of medicine. Psychoanalysis is a particular method of treating such ills by relieving a hampering evil and bringing the unconscious to the conscious. I thought that was a profound statement. Christian faith and morals cannot possibly have any objectives to mental treatment, objections to mental treatment whose aim is to restore the sick mind to its human end. The ancient Greeks thought that the basic of normal life of wisdom and sanity 
was to know thyself. Socrates spoke of the need to take care of one's soul. Seneca recommended a nightly examination of conscience. And this is what this podcast is about specifically. I want to encourage you to do this for yourself. Have an examination of conscience every night. Have an accountability towards yourself. Know exactly who and what you are and what you're doing and where you're going and who you're serving. The more the moral man enters into himself, the greater is his peace. And you know, we need to have peace in this nation again. And if every man and woman on the planet were to look deep within himself and herself, we can have that peace again. Marcus Aurelius examined himself of how far he has lived up to his principles. Another great example for us to follow. St. Augustine said, Do not go out of thyself, rather return into thyself, and thou shalt transcend thyself. He also said that the truth dwells in the inner man. St. Thomas remarks, There are some doctors who are wont to examine dreams in order to determine the disposition of people. And lastly, our blessed Lord has reminded us that the world will end with a great psychoanalysis and where the secret and hidden sins of everyone will be revealed and no one will go out until he has paid the last farthing. Nightly examination of conscience, thoughts, words, deeds of the day are brought to the surface and examined to consider whether or not they are in conformity with the moral law of God. After this examination, there follows a resolution to amend one's life, to do penance for failure, and to enter into greater union with the love where is God. Such psychoanalysis is found. And we can make up for these last failures these long-lasting failures that we've carried within ourselves by helping the church, by volunteering in ministry. There's so much work to be done in the vineyard, it's unbelievable. Hidden in the unconscious is inaccessible to consciousness. It is forbidden to emerge to our conscious view. It is held back in the unconscious by a powerful force called the censor. So my brothers and sisters, the censor is what holds us back from confessing our sins. And we are being locked in the censor. We cannot become better people and be the people God intended us to be. And if we can release ourselves from sin, the censor will go away and we can be free again as God intended us to be. It's not his intention to hold us in bondage like the devil is trying to do. We need to recognize this, my brothers and sisters. It's always necessary 
to examine conscience to find out whether the motive which prompted an action was right or wrong. It is useful to analyze attitudes, state of mind, but it is always needful to analyze the will and recognize its guilt, if any. A person can be proud of his mental attitude, may boast of skepticism, atheism, agnosticism, perversion, but one's conscience will never boast of guilt, shame, misery, isolation, or guilty conscience. It longs to escape the pain of self-knowledge by having the responsibility elsewhere. This abnormal mental condition laid upon grandmothers, grandfathers, parents, teachers, etc., 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 but let it never be forgotten that much more often the blame is more justly to be placed on oneself as one strikes his breast through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. My brothers and sisters, tonight let us take a moment to examine our conscience together. Let us enter into a night that is full of light, and that light is Jesus Christ.